Welcome to the family with Tom Bernard and Hackmaster, Raptor Vashon MD, Andy Brent Bernard, and Cassie Schrader. Catherine's not here because who knows? She should be back at some point, but not right now. That's all I know. We will be right back to kick things off with the family right after this. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt and talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Where's the manager? Walzer Automotive presents Car Selling Secrets. Join me, Tom Bernard, and Doug Sprinthal as we talk cars, how to buy them, how to lease them, how to make the most of your money, and much more. What's it going to take to earn your business right now? Tune in every Thursday from 2 to 3 Central or download it on the Tom Bernard Podcast page. I don't know. I think I'm going to have to think about it. When I think of Hollywood swinging, I think of Kristen Burt. That's all I have to say. Hollywood. Where is I she? was early. I'm here. Where the hell is Kristen? What, the, what are you doing? Sing. You asleep? I'm here. You want to hear me no, sing? No, I wanted to hear you sing. Yeah. What song do you want me to sing? You're not going to, though. <laughs> I thought you were going to sing. No. Hollywood. It- Hollywood swinging. I thought I was Ocasio Cortez there when I went, Hey, y'all. How you doing, y'all? What is her deal with that, Kristen? Your sister. She's my sister. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't even continue that conversation without laughing. No. I tried to get through that in a serious manner, but it just won't work. It just won't work for me. It didn't work. Did you guys see that? Now, Kristen, I got to tell you something. Um, what years were you in uh, Minnesota working for Jesse? 2002, three, three, I think. Oh, so it was just before you got there. 21 years ago, both newspapers, the Star Tribune and the Pioneer Press, and every major TV station except for one went after me and tried to ruin my career. You know what I said Ooh. that made him want to ruin my What'd career? You do? I said, assimilate mm-hmm. or hit the goddamn road. That's what I said. Assimilate or mm-hmm. hit the road. They tried to burn me to the ground. What did President Obama say in three days ago in Germany or four days ago, whenever it was now? What did he say? Did you hear it? I didn't. President Obama said, and I quote, assimilation is good for everyone. It's good for the immigrant and it's good for the homeland people. So... Everybody can write their apologies right to KQRS, 2000 Southeast Elm Street. 
isn't it amazing? 21 years later, finally, finally, I get to go, well, I told you. I think, I think it's the same thing when you go and visit a country. You should try and assimilate as much as possible yeah. and learn about their culture. Even if you're on vacation for two weeks, go and of learn about course. their food. Learn about where they hang out. Learn about, just widen your perspective. And I think if you learn to widen your perspective, you have more empathy for people. Um, you have a multicultural group of friends. And guess what? It makes you more interesting. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right about that. I do. I'm going to get a, because I know a couple of people that know him. I'm going to get Barack Obama's cell phone number, and I'm going to call him and go, hey, man, <gasps> I've been getting burned at the stake for 21 years for that, so thank God uh, you finally woke up and came forward, so thanks. And then I'll just hang up. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> That's it. Then you can you can drunk text him if you wanted to. You could heavy breathe into his phone. I mean, the possibilities are endless. I wonder if that happens to the former president. Somebody drunk texts him. <laughs> That'd be pretty funny, actually. I bet it does. It is it kind of funny when does. you think about it. You might be right about that. It might you might be right on the money about you know, that. He might drunk text. He might drunk. You know, you never know. I mean, he could. You don't put. Yeah, he could. You know. You know. In fact, many. Many many past presidents probably may have drunk texted or would have drunk texted or high texted, you know. So I think, uh, um, yeah, I think W would have. Yep. Had he been a little yeah. bit younger during the, all the technology mm. rage. That's true. That's true. I got to tell you guys a story. I just heard this ten minutes ago, and I just—it's unbelievable to me. Apparently, um, when did the last jobs report come out? It was about late last week. Is that right? I don't know. That's uh, probably because right, it was it? the end of the month, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was last yeah. week. Yeah. So there you go. So it was last week. So this guy is sitting in a restaurant, and he turns to the person at the table next to him and says, well, this is terrific. The jobs report looks really, really good. I'm glad to see it. It looks really strong. A guy at the next table got up and came over and pointed his finger in my friend's face and said, you conservative MFer, I hate people like you, you Trump lovers. He goes, what? All I said is the job numbers look really good. How am I conservative and a Trump lover for saying good? I'm glad to see so many people are back at work. What is wrong with people, Kristen? <laughs> People are just upset about absolutely everything. And you know everything. what? It's only going to get worse because we are leading up to oh. a presidential election. And it I am not – I'm looking forward to, like, election day, but the lead up to it, I don't think I can take. It, it, is, it is going to be another election of hate. Hate. It is, It's yeah. going to be based on hate because that's what happened uh, – when Barack Obama was elected, that's what happened. When Trump was elected, um, yep. and they've been elected in the past, they've been based on hate. Uh, I think you, you could argue that Ronald Reagan was based on hate, hate of the economy, because the economy was in such poor shape when he was elected. Mm-hmm. That, it, and it's sad, but that it's not going to be. It's not going to be issues. It's going to be hate. I hate this so bad that I'm going to do yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's really yeah. too bad. I, I really, I got to be honest with you. I don't really hate anyone or anything. It's a complete waste of time to do it in the first place, to hate anything or anyone. To be against something, maybe you could listen to other people's opinion and then form your own opinion. But this, I hate you because you think the jobs report is good. What? <laughs> it just makes no sense. Well, uh, well, well that's a, that's a huge uh, problem for people who hate Trump so much. Is that th- things have been so I good guess, in America? Yeah. The ju- you know the unemployment is low as it's ever been across yes, the board. Is. I mean, man, that. that uh, but you know good. what? I, but I gotta say, I'm glad that people are working because that is good. But I, people are not yeah. making the money, even though that they're working. And I think that's where a lot of the um, where people get very upset because the jobs report is saying people are employed, but I think what people are upset about, even though they're employed, they're not making the money to stay afloat or they're not making the money to, you know, get ahead of themselves. They're just getting by. And I think that's the real issue in the United States. Well, what's amazing to me is that people like Walmart are still allowed to pay their employees $11 an hour. Whereas in the cities of Minneapolis and St. Paul, the minimum wage is $15 an hour. So mm-hmm. I don't think it's a problem in Minnesota, you know. 
It all depends on how many children you have. First of all, I, I vote, look, your business, they're your children, all the rest of it. You do what you do. For me, I made sure that I didn't, we didn't have children until I was 32 years old and 34 years old because before that I would have worried about raising them, you know. I don't know it's a good idea to have children before you know you can afford to have children. Does that make sense to you? Um, yeah, it, it definitely does. Or having more children than you can afford because then sometimes people, because yeah, right. sometimes, you know, uh, and I don't, you know, my husband's family, some of his family members, they have as many children as God will allow, you know, because they're very religious. But yeah. Uh, Sometimes it's expensive, and when you you live in a city and you have more than two kids, it's tough. And I see that right. you know firsthand, and I always think, "Wow, that is quite a sacrifice." It really is. But but it's not just the monetary cost that's involved. It's also the personal cost of being there with the children, and you know that's a huge. Yeah. I didn't I didn't have kids until I was almost done with residency because. Pff, there was no point, right? Because I wouldn't have; they would never wouldn't have seen you. Wouldn't have been there. Yeah, well, that's right. So, right, that's what you need. Yeah, yeah, it really is, and it, it I, for so many people too. And I think for another big thing on the female side, so many women want to work and get ahead in their career, and oftentimes you have the question of like, do I derail my career track for a while? Because some, you know, some places, you know nine months is going to derail your career or you decide to stay home and then it's a couple years. There's a lot of that going on and women delay having getting pregnant. And then all of a sudden you're at the time of your life where you're like, Oh gosh, it's not as easy to get pregnant as I thought it would be. So yeah, I suppose there's a lot true, that yeah. goes into it. There's a it's lot that goes true. into it. I, it's very true. I just, yeah. So I have to guess is your, is your husband Spanish? Yeah, he's Latino, and uh, uh, his family's very Catholic. So we're, we're the you know ones that decided that? not to have any kids. How do you know? How do I know that your husband's Spanish? Because we've talked about it because a million it, times over five years. No, no. His name is Joe, and basically nope. Spanish people are the only people that are that are still religious. Seriously. His name is <laughs> I thought you called him Joe. You lied uh, to me then. What's his name? I uh, know. His name is Bill. His name is always Bill. <laughs> you lied to me. You said it was Joe. Billy Joe. It's no, Billy you Joe. just forgot Billy Joe. that his name was Bill. I did not um, But forget. no, it, you know, but it, his siblings have six, seven kids. Whoa. Yeah. Five, no, exactly. Seven. Yeah. He's, and he's one of seven himself, and we have zero kids. So we're like, you guys made up for our our lack of kids <laughs> okay now particularly Kristen and cassie but definitely andy and ralph as well don't get a visual on this but because i could not afford it i was a virgin till i was 21 i just did not want to take the That's chance right. of, uh, of getting involved in a pregnancy because i didn't have enough money to follow through and i believed it would have ruined my life to have a child before i was 21 so I was a virgin till I was 21, and I'm not going to continue on how that ended. But you know what I'm saying. <laughs> it was it wasn't as an elegant uh, conclusion of that episode in your life as you would have liked. Maybe it's a possibility. <laughs> no, it's not enough. Uh, here's the kind of guy that is causing America a lot of problems, and I don't know if he's Republican or Democrat. I have no idea. But this jerk, Andrew Lippy. Have you heard about Andrew Lippy? No. No, not Andrew L-I-P-P-I. Andrew Lippi owns a resort that's been used in MTV's real world at a private island in the Florida Keys that he purchased for $8 million last week. He was also just accused of trying to steal $300 worth of items from Kmart. <laughs> this guy is a multi, multi, multi-millionaire. He's trying to shoplift at Kmart. I really don't. What the? Does he know Winona Ryder? Yeah, for real. <laughs> <laughs> That's cold. I watched somebody do that in a in a Starbucks uh, shoplift right out of the right out, right in front of me. He took a CD that they had there, slipped it in his back pocket, and walked away. Mm. Paid for his coffee and walked away. So was he worth millions? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, he's one of the. He was a wise at height. Oh, there you go. ABC News and Miami Herald report the 59-year-old Key Haven resident was arrested Saturday after police say he bought several items from a Key West Kmart. 
including a Hamilton Beach coffee maker, a Keurig coffee maker, LED light bulbs, and a bed skirt, then return the items for refunds with other items inside the original packaging. In the case of the Hamilton Beach coffee maker, Lippy replaced it with a much older coffee maker, per the Key West Police Department, which adds that the Keurig coffee maker box that Lippy returned, a basketball was found. <laughs> what is wrong with this guy? <laughs> Honestly, he just bought an $8 million island, but he's trying to return a, Keur- a Keurig coffee maker. Oh, no, no, I want to keep the coffee maker, but I'll put a basketball in the box. Yep. How do you think you're not going to get caught? Yeah, Sounds it looks like he's not that bright. I guess not. Perhaps. The light, bul- yeah, the light bulbs were similarly swapped out, and the bed skirt packaging came back with only a pillowcase, the department says. The police report no these transactions <laughs> took place between my and no, Kristen. Isn't this unbelievable? March 30th it's and crazy. April 5th, the Herald was able to touch base with Lippy over the phone on Monday. He said the whole thing has to do with a commercial dispute and was very complicated. I'd rather not get into it. Yeah, I, yeah, I suppose. <laughs> I bet you don't. Talk to Lori Laughlin oh, and uh, Felicity Hoffman. They probably don't want to get yeah, into it either. Do. Yeah, didn't Winona probably Ryder get, do, uh, do the shoplifting too? Wouldn't she uh, yep. pinch yes, it? Yes, she did. Yes, she yep. did. Mm-hmm. She had an opioid addiction. That was what she blamed. Oh. But Who she had hasn't? so much money. She didn't. I mean, like, even if you are addicted to opiates, you can't physically take, you know, $5 million worth of them a year or you would die. So yeah. that can't be just where all the money went. There has to be something else. She was, well, she was shoplifting yeah. clothes, so I think that was, she was saying one was a result of the other. Just, But, I mean, like, she couldn't have needed the compulsion. money because she couldn't have spent it all on opiates. There's just no way. No, but, but no. It was, no, it's a re, it's, it's. It gives people. She gets empathy then, and she's well. Geez, I can understand that if yeah, I was an opioid addict, yeah. then I would be doing yeah. that too. And and then, or then immediately the next step is, oh, I have to go into treatment. And thank goodness that they've been saved. And 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 I'm so sorry for this. Blah 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 blah. How many times have you heard it? Whether it's it's some sort of addiction. Yeah. The reason they they were they're pedophiles. Well, I have this addiction. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. They all yeah, we're not because that. it becomes a place to hide. And then you can go to the judge. Well, I went to rehab yep. the second I got caught because I realized I needed help, and that's that. And you but um, we were just talking Felicity Huffman and Lori Laughlin. Felicity Huffman mm-hmm. is uh, pled guilty. Yep. And uh, supposedly the plea deal is four months in jail. Um, but Lori Laughlin and her husband have not taken the plea deal because their punishment is supposedly more severe, and that they're they would they were offered two years in jail. If you don't take the plea deal, they are adding conspiracy charges. The feds, yeah. so yep. they kind of have yep. a big dilemma in front of them. Yeah, well, because they shouldn't have done what they did. Uh, conspiracy to commit mail fraud is not as severe as actually committing mail fraud. So if they're going to get hung with committing mail fraud, that's about 20 years in prison. You probably don't want to do that. Yep. Nope. Probably not a good choice. But if they take we'll take a break. deal, it's a two-year. Yes, it is, yes. It's two years, you said? Yep, two years is what they're offered. That's what I thought. We'll be right back a couple of minutes with the family. It's Tom Bernard with CEO Michael Bilski from North American Banking Company. Michael, we spent some time talking about your free app and money transfer service, XCheck, which is just great, by the way. You can transfer money to your kid to travel home from college and lots of other uses. I got wind of another service you provide at North American Banking Company. What's this Super ID I've been hearing about? Great question, Tommy. Super ID uses your face proof and your finger proof to keep your identity and your money secure. It's really a foolproof way to protect your family and your business from identity fraud. It's simple, fast, and oh, the best part is that it's free to our customers. Super ID, super easy, and super secure. Visit nabanco.com or see my personal banker to get the scoop on XCheck and Super ID. North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC and an equal housing lender. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Cataract. Spring is here, and there's no better time to ditch your contacts and pitch your glasses. Whiting Clinic is the place I trusted to do this for me, and it's not just me. There's a reason Whiting Clinic is the number one LASIK practice in the United States. Dr. Whiting's unsurpassed experience, the most advanced Contura laser technology, and lifetime coverage are all backed by Whiting Clinic's best price guarantee. Being the experts they are, they want to make sure you have the very best for your eyes, just like I did. 
Call now for Whiting Clinic's $500 off LASIK Spring Savings. If you're like me, not a big fan of glasses and contact lenses, then it's time you found out if you're a candidate for LASIK. And Whiting Clinic is definitely the place to go. Call 855-554-2020 today. Or visit whitingclinic.com to set up your free LASIK consultation. Remember to tell them I sent you and save 500 bucks on your LASIK. Offer expires June 21st, 2019. Good for both eyes only. Cannot be combined with any other offers. All right, sing along, Kristen. Here we go. One through the party. One through the party. The county jail. The county jail. <laughs> Love this song. I believe this song is from 1954 or 55. Can you believe that that song is almost 65 years old? No, jeez. <laughs> I mean, we weren't around then, but uh, whatever. Well, it all works out. We uh, recently watched Jersey Boys, uh, and they were from oh, that. Oh, you did? Yeah, Frankie Valli and the the Four Seasons. I mean, yeah. I was never really a Frankie Valli fan because I'm really too high for me. <laughs> but, <laughs> but plus the fact, plus the fact, he sings way too high for me. His I vo- can't get that high. So. Yeah, his voice is. I find it a little weird not it's like yeah. you know everyone thinks it's like oh he's like an angel but to me it just sounds like something <laughs> wrong with him. it's an anatomic anomaly yes it <laughs> certainly is i tried to find out like if he was born with like a pituitary defect or something but that's <laughs> just or his one voice testicle. technically it's not a falsetto God. it's a head voice which yeah it's basically oh, it like is. Yeah, exactly. That's it. That was actually you the register he sings in, yeah. Kristen Burt and the Four Seasons. From now on, that's the new group. And you Tom Sand. That musical that musical's really good if you guys ever get a chance to see it. The the movie is not that good that Clint Eastwood did of it. However, uh-huh. the national tour, the Broadway show is pretty incredible. Oh yeah? Because yeah, Works the movie is what we watched, obviously, and yeah, Melissa the loves movie that movie. Is- and I thought it was fine but like i said it's, it's the jersey kind of dead the energy level of the movie is very flat in comparison to the broadway show there and are I've seen the broadway show oh, it is. three times now there are a lot of stretches where it's like okay let's uh let's get to the next event was there dancing in the broadway show yeah. there is but i mean not nothing that you would consider i i don't consider it a dance show i consider it a music show it's considered a jukebox musical yeah the the four seasons never did did they didn't dance a ton they were no four tops let's put it that way yeah there you go well i got good news they just found out how to make tastier basil (laughs) what mit they found out how to make tastier basil you have to grow it in light for 24 hours a day. Who no no you one ever thought of that light? before? Giving a plant isn't light. That, isn't that just cannabis? Basically, then a basil cannabis. What? No, I don't. Well, that's how they grow cannabis. That's how they grow a lot of plants. Light, suppose, plants yeah, like really light. True. That's yeah, not. Well, that's, you don't need to be an MIT researcher to know that. Yeah, that's that's the whole point. Between any food, any food that has any anything, any agricultural product that has maximum light has the best flavor because all the flavorants come into that pro, into the plant after starch has been maintained. If you get enough starch, then it starts making other stuff. Yep. And all the flavorants and really? colors. Yeah. The, the starch colors. is like the building block for everything that's else right. that a plant makes. And that's the that'll, it'll prioritize that. And storing starch in the root system, that's what happens with grapes all the time, is that your point is to get the starch in them, and then the more sun they have, the, the, the flavors get better and better and better. So Well, they finally figured it out with basil, yeah, so we're all, we're good up. news for basil fans. I don't know if I want to eat a plant that's named after a cancer cell. I was going to you know say... <laughs> The basal cell carcinoma. <laughs> now, different spelling. Yeah. Different spelling. <laughs> different spelling. Different spelling. Although, technically, yeah, I, I think originally it was basil. I think basil yes. is an basil. Americanism. Ba- yeah, basil, I think, is, was it first grown in Switzerland? What's like Switzerland. basil Switzerland? Maybe. Basil Switzerland. That's the, I don't know if it's the capital uh, of Switzerland, but it's a big city. It is from Old French Basile, which means... Royal. That's where the name Basilica came from, too. Oh. 
Oh, okay. And, 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 and in French, it's basilic. Is this the yeah, basilic? There you go. Is, is uh, basil? Yeah. Hmm. You call a plant basilic? It sounds awfully Bas- important basil. for a plant. <laughs> That's it right. Sure does. But it was an important plant. It gave a lot of flavor. A lot of things. Yeah, that's true. Well, that's absolutely. Yeah, imagine true. Well, living. I'm glad we've made strides. Imagine living back in you know the 1600s and being like, well, it's a uh, salted ice for dinner again. But then suddenly you <laughs> yeah. got this basil yeah. and everything tastes great. Yeah, I suppose it's probably true. Well, there was a scene in uh, God. What the hell was the name? But Thomas, I can't remember the last guy's last name. It was one of um, Steve McQueen's last movies. He played kind of a. It was a western. And I remember he was invited over to a friend's house, and they sat down, and a friend brings out lobster dinners for everybody. He goes, oh, I've got to be honest with you, I ain't eating no goddamn bug that big. <laughs> <laughs> he thought it was a bug. Oh, it is. Well, like, he do look like bugs. Is, yeah. well, it's a bugs. delicious yeah. bug. Yeah. <laughs> it's a delicious bug. Yeah. With I, butter? Uh, oh, know, my gosh. Yeah, I know. It is unbelievable. There's no no getting around it at all. But um, I don't know. It just uh, we've made strides in food. Don't, do you think, Ralph? Because you're you're a, you know you understand good food and all the rest of it. Um, do you think the whole world has made huge strides in in restaurant food, or was it just Minnesota finally caught up with the rest of the world? I, I think you're closer to the truth there. Is that Minnesota sort of is caught up? To the rest of the world, and, we, and we're still catching up. We're still not the, quite the same as you know Tokyo. Tokyo well, yeah. has more Michelin-starred restaurants than London and Paris combined. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. So they're foodies. They're foodies. Foodies there. Well, it's too bad we're honkies and can't get in. But other than that, you can get in. You just have to leave. You have to leave. That's the great part of it. I like out. that nobody gets mad about that because I, I wouldn't be mad about that. Hey, you're, it's your country. Yeah, I know. You decide they don't you want, want me to leave. I got to leave. They don't want yeah. some loser coming in. They naturalize five to ten people every year. Yeah, that's and crazy. five to ten. Five to ten. That, so they are very uh, sensitive about their the purity of that place. In fact, in fact, uh, the story that I heard is that after World War II. A lot of the uh, mixed race children were shipped off to Peru, mm. uh, South America, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. because of the of uh, Hawaii. They were there. Oh, yeah, Hawaii. Just a lot there. of mixed race Japanese people in Hawaii. Yep. So really, yeah. Mm-hmm. By the way, Kristen, did you notice there in that conversation that Andy? Uh, I, I was talking about uh, myself, and uh, you know, if you want me to leave Japan, I would just leave Japan. And Andy said, "Well, they don't want any losers in Japan." Oh. <laughs> Okay. Right, what I meant. That's what wow. you said. Knife right uh, in the back is all I know. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Maybe, not very maybe good. Maybe Andy, you hold that next check for a while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I already held the last one for four months. I think that it's like, good God. I had to finally tell Melissa to tell him to cash it. I gave Andy a check and he never cashed it. I'm like, there's no TCF wait, anywhere wait. near my house. They need, to, oh. they need to build, I'll open a franchise. Assuming how much that. was it? You yeah. want to know how much it was? Twelve dollars. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. That's it. Uh-huh. My monthly twelve dollars. Want me to tell you what it really was? No. Let's not be doing that. Okay, yeah. I won't tell her what it really is. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um. Let's oh, say yeah, that Andy. Andy makes more than fifteen dollars an hour. We can say that. Well, yeah. It was a. It was three months worth of pay. So there's that. Four months worth. Oh, okay, of pay. so it was a nice check. I hope. Yes. Yes, it was. Yeah, it's true. In any case, ladies and gentlemen, so Kristen, we saw the mule. Um, I'm breaking. I th- Wait, can I can I interrupt for one second? Because I just want to interrupt. Sure, there absolutely. Is breaking news, and we were just talking about it. This is being reported okay. by NBC News. Uh, Lori Laughlin has been indicted by a federal grand jury and faces charges of conspiracy to commit mail and wire fraud. Honest services mail and wire fraud and a new count of conspiracy to commit money laundering according to the u.s attorney which means she did not take the plea deal oh what an idiot why didn't she i don't know i don't know and i don't know why her um lawyers would be advising this and i'm going to imagine it doesn't say anything about her husband just yet but he was also arrested and had similar charges so that now she's going to be facing some serious jail time. Yeah, she thought but I two mean, years Kristen, was a lot. 
she's now facing more. Yeah. Well, you got to face up to it, though. I mean, of course, her husband was involved in crime. He's Italian. So thank you very much. Great <laughs> to be here. I did said that for Bob Sansevier. I love picking on Sansevier and the fact that he's, that he's Italian. It makes my life, it makes my heart glad to pick on Bob <laughs> Sansevier. Right? <laughs> yes. Um, I, I think I asked you this before, Kristen, but every picture of Lori Laughlin, now you can't deny she's a very pretty woman, but she has yeah. the coldest eyes that I've ever seen. The look in her eyes, like, yeah, I hate your guts. Well, you have to she's be, always got that look in her eye. You have to be somewhat. But you mean the mean girl thing? Yeah. But you have to yeah, be like that really in order to mad. do what she did, I think. I suppose. Just a yeah. little bit like, you well, know, I'm better than anyone else, and if I do this bad thing, it doesn't matter because it's me. Yeah, there are also I guess allegations that her daughter did know what her par- their they, parents they did, too. Knew. So the I don't know, know if they're going to get sex. Well, they Felicia, uh, I mean, Felicity Huffman said her daughter did not know that the yeah, proctor went in it. and changed the answers after the daughter handed in the um, exam. And wh- whether she did or didn't, it's, it's a way to protect her daughter from yeah. having to, you know, yeah. Yeah, through right. all of this. Yeah. It's I'm very sure true. So basically, a person just sent me a text message that said, "If those charges stick, Lori Lachlan could face eighty years in prison." Whoops! <laughs> Holy cow! And you know, and she, I don't think she's gonna. She'll. It'll be very difficult for her to face a favorable jury because oh, she's God, an no attractive, chance. rich person. That's true. That did something that is kind of despicable, and you know, my kids didn't get to do that, or mm-hmm. I'm, I didn't get to have that because right, of your right. wealth privilege. Uh, you know, got your kid in, and ah, uh, man, uh, she is. Oh man, Oof. yeah, yeah you, she's got she's yeah. got problems. There's no getting around that. I, Why I just, wouldn't your lawyer you know, tell you to take the plea deal? Are you that like? I don't know. <laughs> you think like oh, well, lawyers that make money now? Mm. More hours on the clock. But wouldn't your? But what lawyer? What good lawyer is going to sit there and say, "This is your best deal. Take it." Isn't that an oxymoron? Or let's go to trial. Boom! Ah, oh, I gotta run oh. that by. I gotta <laughs> run that by Maddle. <laughs> I like that. I got to run it by Mantle. Hey, what a good lawyer? What do you mean? <laughs> I think that's wonderful. <laughs> you mean, I think you meant to say you. quality of your lawyer, a quality quality lawyer. Sure. Yeah, I suppose you're I'm probably right about that. I'm assuming that they have that. very high pay, high paid lawyers. So let's assume that they yeah. have the best of the best, or you know, out here in L.A. or wherever, and. What lawyer is going to advise you not to take the plea deal? I don't know. I, that, I'm not a lawyer, obviously, but I would think that they would say take this plea deal. Two years is way better than what you're going to be facing. Mm-hmm. And it's possible it could yeah. have been, for, it could have been uh, uh, forgiven. Uh, she, she could have gone in. The right. judge could have said, you know, we're just going to do house arrest. We're just going to do something else, blah, blah, blah. So it would, have been, it would not have been two years of hard time. No. Right. Yeah, yeah, right. No, you're absolutely right about that. I, I don't, I don't really understand. I, I suppose you want to do the best for your children you possibly can, and we have the money to do it. So why not? But the problem you have is you're keeping other qualified young people out of college, and that's just not right. Particularly no. Asians, apparently. A lot of Asians didn't get in those spots. Because, Andy, you were telling me, I think, as well, that Asians have a really hard time getting into college in America yep. for some reason. What is that all about? Because they're overrepresented it. because their culture is very, you know, like that. You're going to go to college so, or else, you know, we don't. They're focused on education. Yes. They're very, very education focused, which means more of them try harder to get into college. But colleges yeah. want, you know, Asians aren't. Diverse enough, basically. Oh, that's what they think? Pretty much. I mean, how often do you see diversity initiatives targeting Asians? Almost never, because Asians, they make a lot of money, they live longer, they're doing fine, and everyone knows it. And and they've assim- yeah. and in essence, they've assim- in large part assimilated. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, that's, well, that's exactly it. Uh, here we go. Tom Winter, NBC News Hollywood actress Lori Loughlin has been indicted by a federal grand jury, faces charges of conspiracy to commit uh, mail fraud, wire fraud. This is all the stuff you were talking about. Dumbass. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out where, uh, where that person who sent me the text message got the, apparently there's a 20 year sentence for, for mail fraud and wire fraud. Now, this is conspiracy to commit, so that's not as serious as mail fraud and wire fraud. It's serious, but it's not that serious, comparatively. Honest services, mail, and wire fraud. Oh, she is being found guilty of wire fraud. Uh, Honest services, mail, and wire fraud, uh, that that alone would be a 40-year sentence. Yeah. She's being charged. She's being charged. Oh, man, that is... (laughs) Thank you. So that's why I'm saying, like, what lawyer wouldn't say take the plea deal? Because obviously Felicity took it. I'm guessing. So I think, you know, four four months looks a lot easier, obviously, than two years. If I were to guess, I would say that she believes that she can get out of it because she's mm-hmm. who she is. She yep. thinks that, you know, I'm, she basically thinks she's invincible because she's been, yes. her whole life, she has been basically told that she is above other humans. So Yeah, that's true. Why wouldn't she assume so, that's the case now? Kristen, uh, wouldn't you in the next season of Fuller House, your very first statement on the first episode, wouldn't it be, well, the house is not as full as it used to be. Thank you very much. Great. What do you think? <laughs> That's a good line. Yeah, they why don't they it. use it? Go ahead and use it. I don't know. So I don't know uh, what's going to happen with this Lori Lachlan, but her, her arrogance is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable And that's arrogance. what it is. That's the arrogance. That's mm-hmm. why she didn't take it the is. plea deal. We'll be back with Kristen Burt and other hoodlums from Hollywood. That's the best way to talk about it. We'll be right back in a couple hoodlum. minutes with the family. What are the things you want to avoid when it comes time to sell your home? Hey, it's Tom with my realtor, Chris Lindahl. If you're like most people, it's things like open houses, staging, decluttering, repairs, maintenance, and all the people coming through your house. Hey, Tom, the Guaranteed Offer Program from Chris Lindahl Real Estate was created for people like you so that you can avoid the things that you don't like doing when it comes time to sell your home. We have been presenting offers for homes in most price ranges. Homeowners are loving our guaranteed offer program, especially how much money they are making on their home sale without the inconveniences. So this program is for all price ranges and conditions, including perfectly maintained homes? Most homes do qualify. To see if your home qualifies, go to chrislindahl.com and click Get Offer right now. Will you be the next homeowner to accept an offer from our guaranteed offer program? Find out now. If you qualify, you will get an offer in 48 hours or less, and the best part is you get to pick a closing date that is convenient for you and close in as little as three weeks. Go to chrislindahl.com right now to see if you qualify or call 763-401-SOLD. That is 763-401-SOLD. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. Right now, Sabre and Bryant are teaming up to offer 0% financing for 36 months when you buy a new Bryant furnace. This is the perfect time to replace your old furnace with a new trouble-free, energy-efficient furnace from Sabre. And when you buy Bryant equipment, you're getting one of the most trusted names in the industry. This 0% offer is available for a limited time. Call Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to find out more, and please tell them that Tom sent you. Saber and Bryant, whatever it takes. God, Lori's voice has gotten a lot deeper since the last time I heard her talk. Thank you very much. I know, right? Honest to God. Uh, so I don't know. We'll, we'll keep an eye on where that goes, but I just, um, oh, one thing I do want to say, it's, it, it's a little off the, the subject, I guess, but I made this comment this morning on, on the morning show that Felicity Huffman, the older she gets, the better looking she gets. Have you noticed that about her? I believe she had either a liquid facelift or maybe a little work done. She looks really good. Liquid facelift. She, she looks terrific. What is that? Yes, a liquid facelift is um, filler and injectables. 
in um, targeted areas that mm. will lift the face without any sort of surgical invasion. So it's like collagen oh, really? injections. Yeah. It gives you a bunch of swelling for about six months and you're back at it. Ah. On your back at it again. Yeah. That's yeah, I suppose that makes work, sense. So. That makes complete sense. Um, Kristen, I don't know if you were in town. Well, yeah, you must have been in town if you're talking about the early uh, 2000s. We used to do a, a show on KQRS, a game show called Porno Movie Title or Not. And somebody brought it up again this morning. So I said, I wonder if we should bring back Porno Movie Title or Not. And the listeners went berserk and said, absolutely, you got to bring it back. And the first one listed from a listener, they sent the, the movie title in, Porno Movie Title or Not, Schindler's Fist. <laughs> oh, God. I'm guessing not. <laughs> That's uh, that terrible. And Tom, you mentioned the Simpsons episode where uh, uh, they were looking oh, yes. at one title. And what what was that title? Jerkules. <laughs> <laughs> That's very funny. So I think we're going to bring that back next Monday. It'll be wonderful. I can't wait to do it. There, <laughs> There was, there, was a, there was a movie called Eating Raul, and at one point there he goes, oh, yeah. in, he sure goes into a, a, a uh, into some some porno shop, and the, and the guy screams at the top of his lungs, "Hey, is the latest a copy of Nuns and Nazis in here?" Oh, nuns and, and well, of Nazi. course, nuns and Nazis. Jesus, why wouldn't it be? Oh. You know, I'm looking at the uh, I'm looking at the Star Tribune website. I still don't see an apology to me for uh, 21 years ago when they roasted me. <laughs> I don't know when they're going to come across, but uh, I guess I'll just hold my breath, you know. You know, and did they, and did they report that? They didn't, in the article, say, as Tom Bernard said 20 years ago. Barack no, they, that wasn't in there. Yeah. No, that was not in there. Um, but uh, you know how people get. You know what I'm saying. It's just people People are odd, and that's all there is to it, and they can kiss my living ass. That's all I know. No, the only problem with that whole deal is the 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 degree to which they went to try to destroy my family was uh, a bit obnoxious, but, you know, calling me racist and this and that and the other thing, it's like, no, assimilation is not racism. Sorry. You might think it is because you're a moron, but it isn't. It's good for everybody. As President, uh, former President Barack Obama said in Germany over the weekend while he was collecting a check for 500 grand for making a speech, he said that assimilation is good for everyone, and I could not agree more, just like I agreed 21 years ago. Isn't that amazing how in some ways we've we grown or some time. people have grown? Yeah, but unfortunately I've never never gotten an apology for any of that stuff because he's, he's newspaper people. I mean, my God. Do you ever work at a newspaper, Kristen? I have not. I didn't think so. It's got to be a weird, yeah. well, first of all, it's got to be a weird business now because there's nobody in the office anymore. I mean, the editors so and the copiers and the this. Yeah, everyone gets laid. It's really too bad. I used to love to sit down and read a newspaper until I started showing up in it, and then I didn't care for it anymore. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I used to love it on Sundays, and I would, like, spread it out on the floor, and I'd sure. grab my coffee, and I would just, like, read it, and my cat would sit on the exact spot where I wanted to read. But it was a great ritual, and I don't do that anymore. Right. No, no, you don't do that. Well, some people still do get, like, the New York Times or their local newspaper on Sundays, and that's the one they read, but uh, I guess nowhere near as many people. I remember my sister Bobby worked at the Star Tribune when I was a little boy. So I was probably 12 or 13 years old, and she worked at the Star Tribune. And I remember the Star Tribune used to have a sign on top of the building that said, Circulation 625,000. And back then, that was a big number in Minnesota, right? Yeah, yeah. Because I think mm -hmm. probably back then in the mid-60s, uh, early 60s, I got to believe there were not more than a couple million people in Minnesota. Andy, what, 19... Yeah, why don't you go to 1965? What was the population of Minnesota? I bet you it wasn't much more than 2 million it's, in the entire state. No, it was 3.5. Was it really? Even back in 1965? Yeah, Minnesota breached 2 million in like 1900. I didn't know that. Well, that's because that was where you went if you wanted to make money by mining. And that's also 5.5 5 million, 5 .5 million now, right? Uh, six. 
but yes, five point six. Oh, we're at six million. Oh, five point six. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's grown to almost twice the size. Well, not, not so I shouldn't say almost twice size, but about eighty percent. Doubled in about uh, sixty years. Yeah. So uh, that is, I I had no idea there were three and a half million people in Minnesota in 1965. Yep. I had no clue there were that many. But I suppose you're right with the, the with the forestry and the mining and the mills and the shipping and all the rest of it. I suppose you're right. A lot of people came here for work. Mm-hmm. That would make total sense if you know what I'm saying. So, Kristen, are you a baseball fan? Not really, unless the Red Sox are in the World Series, and we were last year, so we won. Yes. What do you mean, we? You can't just jump on the bandwagon at the last minute here, sister. I can jump on whenever I want, because you know what? Boston is some good (laughs) sports teams, and I'll show up for the last couple games. (laughs) Now, some people don't know this, uh, but in the middle of this whole sports deal... Did you hear what Charles mm-hmm. Barkley did during the Final Four? No. Anybody heard what he did? Oh, God, Charles. It, it's such a Charles Barkley thing to do. There's no question. Hall of Famer, NBA Hall of Famer, Charles Barkley, right? Uh, the round mound, a rebound, they called him, the whole shooting match. NBA Hall of Famer Charles Barkley made the rounds in the Twin Cities this past weekend, but he did not receive a warm reception everywhere he went. Barkley made a guest appearance on stage at a Katy Perry concert in Minneapolis on Sunday. Everything was going well at first. I want to thank Minneapolis, Minnesota. You guys have a great, great city. I want to thank you all for a great weekend, Barkley said. But then he couldn't stop talking. He then said, I haven't been here in a long time because the Timberwolves suck. <laughs> <laughs> Charles, what are you doing, man? The Timberwolves suck. Well, he's not wrong. The Timberwolves had one good season, and that was just not a great season. It was a good season. Uh, And I think the problem is, and I asked this question this morning, Bob Sansevier and and a couple other people, because Glenn Taylor will spend the money. He will definitely spend the money. What's the problem? And he said flat out that great players will not come here. And that's all there is to it. They want to be either on the East Coast or the West Coast. They do not want to be. And Chicago is fine, too. But they do not want to be in markets like Minneapolis-St. Paul. They want to be in the big time, according to them, right? So I don't know what to tell you. What about Cleveland? LeBron was there. They want to be in winning town. Yeah. Yeah, Cle- well, Cleveland, uh, yeah, Cleveland got lucky because they had LeBron James, and then he left for the West Coast. So what does that tell you? Yeah. He's out uh, playing for the Lakers now. But, I, you know, it's one thing about Charles. He's at least up front, and he's very honest. I haven't been here in a long time because the Timberwolves suck. <laughs> but, you know, Chris, I, I think Charles. funny. I think you said it. He is funny. I, Christian, I think you said it. They want to be in a winning city. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's I mean, absolutely right. And I, right. You have every right if you got one career. Let's say uh, on average, what is the average? Well, the average runs probably only about three years. But a, a really good player's average run has got to be a little more than 10 years, and that's about it. So if it's 10, 12, even 14 years out of your life, you're not going to want to go someplace that doesn't win. I mean, who needs it, right? No, but, you want to at least get one Super Bowl championship, one World Series championship, whatever it is, sure. if you can get at least one in your career, I think yeah. then I mean, you can end really your nice. career and retire whenever and be like, I'm good. Yeah, I mean, that's the whole situation. It's it's yeah, Losing is must not be fun. You know, it just, I can't see how it would be fun to, to lose and lose and lose and lose. So I'm not blaming the ownership at all. I'm not blaming the coaches either. They just can't get the really, really good players, right? You know, you draft them, and sometimes even when you draft them, they, they go, I, I, well, I don't want to come there, so do something else. We can't and that's even, what happened with – what's that? We can't even get the good hockey players. <laughs> they no, like it cold. I mean, yeah, I know. They like it cold, but, it, yeah, it's just not a big enough market to draw attention, and it's that's too bad. Uh, and and basically, we are the, and Minnesota's never been able to handle this, and they don't like hearing this, but it is true. Born there, raised there, love living there, you know, the whole shooting match. Born and raised in the state of Minnesota, but it is the center of nowhere in the United States. It's as far north as you can get, and right in the middle of the country. It's, 
Although I will tell you this, the interesting part about that whole thing is when you see a map of the United States at night when the satellite's coming over, there are tons of lights west or east of the Mississippi and about four lights west of the Mississippi, and they're all in places like Phoenix and Los Angeles and San Francisco. <laughs> there are hardly any lights in the western part of the United States. It's pretty amazing. Uh, Kristen, have you seen this uh, Seattle is Dying documentary? No. Why is Seattle dying? Uh, because of the homeless problem. And the guy who wrote the oh. documentary said there is not a homeless problem. There is a drug addiction problem. Yes, they're homeless, yes. but they're homeless because they're drug addicts. And he is getting roasted on a I would say that is also a Los Angeles issue. Yeah. And they, oh, is it? Yeah. I would say it's the Los Angeles issue. Yeah, yeah. We're having... I would say I've lived in my neighborhood. Um, I, I bought in 2005 in this neighborhood, and the landscape has completely changed. And we never saw anyone who was on the streets homeless in, in my area. And I would say within the last two years, it's quadrupled. Really? Quadrupled. Not even and it's double. A, yeah. You think it's, and you think it's drug addicts? I think I, I do believe so. And I, cause it's, they're young. Um, they look like they have a drug addiction. Uh, you know, you often yeah. see the signs of that and, um, it, it's a problem and the city has not addressed it at all. San Francisco no. is another city that has not addressed it at all. And it's, it's, you, we have to figure out a way to deal with this and help people because well, this opioid addiction is no joke. No. Yeah, that, in that movie, they pointed out Rhode Island and how they've approached it differently in that they arrest people for uh, uh, crimes and, and offenses, whether it's drug dealing or whether it's uh, petty theft or uh, violence. They arrest them, mm -hmm. then they get them into, they give them an option of treatment programs, and there are drugs that these mm -hmm. people can take and may have to take the rest of their lives to stay away from taking drugs. And right. uh, there were a number of people that says that there were they interviewed two or three people. How hard was that to get? But they said that that saved their life. Otherwise, they thought they'd be dead. Oh. oh, of course they were. Yeah, they said that that program saved their life because they realized that they were going down a drain. They they were they hadn't reached their level of despair to seek out treatment themselves, so they were forced into it, and it saved their life. Yeah, mm. well, let's see. That's great. I'm glad to hear it. But, Kristen, i got to believe that, that if you stated your case to people in Los Angeles, they probably would be mad at you for saying, well, they're not – they're homeless because they're drug addicts. Because I, I don't think, you know – No, I, I don't think so, only because, honestly, it is something that I hear on the radio stations all the time around here. It's not just my neighborhood. It is every neighborhood in the city uh, that is dealing yeah, with this. And is. we have yep. nice weather, too, so obviously – if you want to stay out, if you have to stay outside year round, better to do it in California, where at least you're not dealing with the rain, right. the snow, you know, cold temperatures. I mean, I understand why they're here, but at the same time, right. someone has to come up with a plan. Well, plus the fact I, I heard him whispering the other day, said, of course, I'm staying under a tree because Kristen Burt lives right there. So I just want to be by her near. Is that true? That's probably it, too. That is completely true. I knew it. <laughs> I knew it's all true. You know, I will tell you, Kristen, your hour goes by so fast every week. I don't know. It's just, just, you're so damn pleasant. Such a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> it's a pleasure as always, and we'll talk to you next week. You bet. Have a good one. Bye. You too. Kristen Burt, ladies and gentlemen, Los Angeles entertainment reporter, and we'll be right back with hour two with the family.